there. Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) How are you? Um, What's giving you life this week? What is giving me life? is that I had the opportunity to meet the one, the only mentor in my, well, not the only, but one of the mentors in my head, Miss Valerie Jarrett. Oh, she's awesome. Yes, it was just amazing. She talked about her book, Finding My, Finding my Voice. She gave examples. She was dropping gems. We got to take pictures with her. her. I didn't get a signed copy because she ran out of those, and I didn't uh, couldn't stick around because I was hungry, so I had to eat. But I did get a chance to tell her, thank you for being a mentor in my head. Yeah. And she laughed, and we hugged, and it was so special. Oh, she's so sweet. Is she in, living in Chicago still? she still lives here or not she didn't really talk say that so i'm not sure but she just she talked about it being her hometown yes for sure Mm-hmm. yeah what about you girl oh <laughs> i am currently in formation mm-hmm. because the netflix video for beyonce's coachella behind the scenes Movie drop today. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. so who gonna be on Netflix? Uh, girl, who's planning a beehive watch party? <laughs> Although it's dropping on April seventeenth, which is a Wednesday, so I'm like, oh, I don't know, and I don't know how Netflix drops work. If it's like at midnight that time, because I don't really. I ain't never been like that thirsty for something on Netflix when things come out. <laughs> like, so I obviously will be thirsty for this one. So, um, yes, I have been watching the clip. Um, so it is um, called Homecoming, a Netflix film by Beyonce. And it's pretty much reliving the epicness that was Baychella. I don't like to say B. Shella. So uh, I'm in the Bay Company of how you pronounce it, B or Bay. So yes, reliving Baychella with behind the scenes, and um, yeah, then flashes. There's like a little flash in the video where you see like Blue Ivy doing like the single ladies routine with her, like the baby. So I think guess we'll get to hear from her on you know, why she decided to put on this blackity black, black performance because it was, as she was the first black woman to ever headline that festival. And she did a lot of shout out to the HBCU. So the Beehive is in formation and we are ready for April 17th. You're going to be serving um, lemonade and red lobster? You know what? That is a good idea. Lemonade and Cheddar Bay biscuits for everybody. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) Coming to slay. I definitely will wear my Travel Prey Slay tee. Hey, girl. While we are uh, watching. But, um, yes. And it's so funny because remember last week we were just talking about Sunday service and documentaries and Netflix. So, 
you know, maybe it's a thing now. So maybe your boy Kanye won't be too far behind doing one. Okay, so Kanye, Netflix, if y'all ever hear this, which I'm sure y'all will one day or <laughs> soon, but if y'all listening right now, I'm going to need my money because I gave the idea <laughs> first. So just pay me my coins. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, because obviously he's performing in Coachella. And, um, like you said, all the footage and everything, it's very, you know, similar. So that's what's giving me life this week. I was like, what a way to start off a Monday. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Monday. (laughs) Hey, Monday. So anyways, um, speaking of Beyonce and speaking of to the left, to the left, thinking the things, uh, folks, thinking that they're irreplaceable, that goes right into our topic for this week. We would like to title this podcast, Thank You, Next. To the left, to the left. Okay. Shout out to Ariella Grande for the inspiration. I do love that Thank You, Next song. And so what are we going to talk about, Renee? We are going to start off talking about the lyrics to the song because that's one of the things that caught me with this song is that it says in the, the hook part, one taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing. I've loved, I've lost, but that's not how I, what I see. So look what I got. Look what you taught me. And for that, I say thank you, next. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. I'm so effing grateful for my ex. Damn. Well, I love that because you do have to find a way to be grateful and take your L's with grace mm-hmm. <laughs> when you lose and move on to the next. And Ariana Grande definitely got a little bit of history, but I ain't judging her because I'm not in the public spotlight and y'all would be talking about me too. So. <laughs> I got a nice list of short-lived relationships under my belt, so. (laughs) But I I do, what I did love about that is that first part. One taught me love, one taught me patience, you know, one taught me pain. And it did. I, I remember, like, reflecting on, okay, what are the relationships that I've learned from? And, you know, this person really taught me how to love, taught me how to have the capacity to give, and I'm better for it. You know, the hurtful ones that I've had, you know, what I learned from that and learning that I never want to be hurt like that again. Right. And so I'm going to avoid this. And my most recent one definitely taught me patience in that it is truly a virtue that that I no longer have any more left. So before I no longer have you, sir. Hi. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because these lyrics are like ear candy for me. They speak to me. They speak to me in so many more ways than just relationship wise. Yeah. And I think that these lyrics can work for personal and professional relationships. Personal meaning If it's with family members, personal meaning, if it's with work or, I mean, professional, if it's with work. So it can work in so many different ways. And that made me start to think of when I've had these things happen to me. Mm -hmm. Like what? Give us an example. Girl, 
I remember a professional experience. I'll start with that one. And I worked at this company. I was a headhunter. And for those who don't know what a headhunter is, it's a recruiter that does both sides of the business. So you find the candidates and you find the, the jobs. And you recruit and you cold call and you make all these calls per day. And it's a very stressful environment, but it pays a lot of money. It, it, you end up getting a lot of money. I was straight commission. Anywho, um, the policy for that particular company was no fraternizing. And my manager, who was my mentor at the time, who I really looked up to and really just was like, oh, my gosh, she's everything. I want to be like her. Like, I just saw all these, this, this black woman just doing the dang on thing at this agency and starting where I started. Mm-hmm. So come to find out, she was one of the big, biggest hypocrites of them all. Wow. She was dating another manager. And mm-hmm. she was getting on me just for being friends with somebody at lunch. Wow. And I, Going to her house during off time. One of my friends, when I was getting married during that time, and she wanted to give me like an engagement party. She was like, absolutely not. We will not be having this. There's, there's a no fraternizing rule. Blah, 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 blah. And I literally idolized this woman. She was everything. Like I said, I hope to be professional. And one of the things that she taught me is that never put anybody on a pedestal because when it breaks, you're yeah. left to clean up all the pieces. That's, that's a word. that's a word because yeah I mean yeah like you said it had a big impact on you and even still now the fact that you remember that and I mean we do that in personal relationships right you know we become this person is our everything and our all and um I was reading an article this week on XO Nicole Um, And the title was my ex ghosting me was the best thing that ever happened. And um, one of the first points that she makes of like what she learned from the lesson, basically, they had been having a lot of ups and downs. And ultimately, he broke up with her. But it was the best thing that ever happened. And like, we were just talking about like not letting something be your end all and be all and your everything. You know, she realized that like self care is so vital to your mental well being, and mm-hmm. she was so like wrapped up in their relationship and wrapped in up with everything with them that she wasn't really like checking in with herself, and she wasn't really. Um, making sure that like she remains a focus. Right. Um, and I think when we do that, when we idolize professional situations or idolize personal relationships, you can tend to lose focus and check in with yourself and, you know, what you really want, like who you really are. And so I think it's important, even when you're in a relationship to still have a great sense of self, um, so that you can, say that even when this relationship has ended or I love um, Iyana Van Zandt, um, she always says the relationship is complete, you know, instead of just using the negative connotation of ending, just say it was complete, that you have to believe that if that relationship is ended, that it has completed the purpose that it has in your life. Yeah. And, be- and you still have a purpose outside of that relationship. I always would encourage myself with that during some tough single seasons that I had that I have a purpose outside of my relationship status. 
And like that just allows you to have so much perspective when relationships end. I recently went through a breakup and I initiated that breakup, but it's still like difficult unwinding from that. Thinking about having a retail to everyone is like, what's up with you and your boyfriend? Like why you you broke up with them or just ending that relationship. It wasn't like a, okay, bye, broke up, we're over. You know, it's hard to kind of like close up all the loose ends and, and get each other used to like not depending on each other the way that you used to or ending the communication or, you know, in my case, having to be very clear about I'm moving on now. So, um, it, it can just be like hard. And I think like for me with my recent breakup, it was that part of like reminding myself of who I am, what I deserve and not even what I deserve, but like what I know I want. And ultimately wrapping it all up in like, this was not somebody that I knew I could build a future with. And it wasn't aligned with what I want, like period. I thought it was at one point. I started to find out reasons that it wasn't. Therefore, it does not align with what I want. So I ended it. Period. It's that you say that because for for me, I've had a a not similar situation, but I recently broke up with someone and I ignored the danger thin ice sign when I was dating him. And Mm -hmm. I saw I got to see how selfish he was and I ignored it. I heard the lies that he was telling and I forgave him. Then I woke up before I fell through the ice um, (laughs) and realized that this dude was not bringing value to my life. And what I have learned from that is if somebody is not adding value to your life, you hit that control or delete button. Okay. Because if they aren't adding value, that means they're subtracting. And that means they are an energy stealer and, Going back to XO Nicole, there was another great article. I get a lot of great um, articles from them on um, specifically as it relates to like finances and relationships. I love the content that she is putting out. Um, But there was a piece in there and I'm going to find it and I'm going to read it. Um, So this was from an article and it's actually pulled from a book by Sandra Taylor and this article actually inspired me to download one of Sandra Taylor's book. All of her work is about the law of attraction and the law of magnetism and just um, how it's utilized to bring more love in your life and how your energy is impacting that. And so what this talks about is that very thing about like the, she calls it energy vampirism (laughs) and she said at some point in your life you walked away from relationships because it was too draining they caused confusion you were on their emotional roller coaster and at the end of the day the relationship was all about you being there for them this is part of energy vampirism so that was the situation with my ex um there was just a lot of issues there And like I said, like it just wasn't aligned with the kind of man that I saw myself with from a financial stability standpoint and an emotional stability standpoint. And 
I'm putting way too much of my business out here because y'all know I don't usually do that. But like, that's pretty much what it was. And so I often found myself because my girlfriend used to use that analogy to me, like Toya, get off the roller coaster. Like, you know, it is like draining me. Um, And I just had to determine that like, yeah, this is just all too much. It all has nothing to do with me, but it will all continue to negatively impact me if I choose to be in a relationship with this person who is not giving me an even positive exchange of energy. And that's what she talks about in the book. She says, you must be honest about the type of partner with whom you have chosen to exchange energy. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Yes. And so I had to break it down just to that when I finally decided to break up with him. It was this exchange of energy is not equal, it is not aligned, and it is not the kind of energy that I want. I am giving you good energy, and you are giving me all negative energy. And it is not only not adding to me, it is actually sucking the positive energy that I have in my life out of me. Or sometimes if someone is not giving you enough of their energy, and you're giving all the energy that also drains you where you're just giving everything and they're just giving some and the things of, of some of the things that they're given are good, but it's still not enough. Yeah. That's going to sustain you. So I could definitely see that. Yeah. It's she she says in here, um, the question you have to ask yourself is, are you receiving loving, healthy energy that helps sustain your highest vibration or even increase it? If not, then you have to choose. Do you want short-term physical satisfaction or live a better quality of life? And I think sometimes that is the thing that keeps us from being able to say thank you next is that temporary, right? I could easily have stayed with him because it's like, well, in the short term, he's meeting a need for sure. You know, he's meeting a need of um, loneliness, um, you know, companionship, all of those things. But when you think about from the future perspective, it's like, no, I want a better quality of life. So yeah, went on a tangent there, y'all, but check out the books by Sandra Taylor and check out XO Nicole for some good quality content on relationship advice, as well as business and finance advice. Yeah, I love XO Nicole, but what that just said is what uh, the author said in regards to really bringing in what you need and changing your quality of life. I was recently watching Steve Harvey and he gave a good example of how when he was younger, he wanted to buy this new car. So he kept saying to his mom, I'm about mommy or mom, I'm about to buy this new car. And she was like, okay, but the old one is sitting in the driveway on blocks. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, but mom, okay. So he would wait a couple of weeks. Mom, I'm going to buy this new car. So he thought that telling her would will it into his life. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, but the old one is still sitting in the driveway on blocks. <laughs> and he said, he just kept saying it and she would say the same thing. And he didn't really realize why. And he was like, well, she don't want me to get a new car. What is she trying to say to me? But he knew that she was always trying to teach him a lesson. Yeah. So he thought about it. And he was like, well, maybe she want me to get money. And eventually he realized that he needed to get rid of the old car before he could get a new one. So what he did is he paid a friend to tow it. He cleaned out the oil stains from the driveway and he went and he got a new car. So he had to prepare himself 
to get this new car, but he had to get rid of all the old stuff and let it go before he could bring that new car in. Mm. Once he prepared for that, he realized that that was his lessons that he had to learn. He just had to let go and move on to the next to understand what was the problem was and why he wasn't getting this new car because he wasn't ready for it. Right. So sometimes we hold on to these things and we don't learn the next, the, the lessons that are there to be able to say thank you next. Mm-hmm. I love that because um, it's so many things in that. It's that part about preparing what you yeah, preparing for what you've prayed for too. So if you got the new car now, where are you even going to park it? If you got this old one sitting on the blocks, like I can't even bless you with a new car. And it's that part of like, yeah, it's like you have to remove some of the old people, old patterns, old situations in order to replace them with something new. But that made me think of speaking of like, thank you next and dating. I mean, that circles back to this whole like, Should you still be friends with the ex? Should you still, you know, talk to them? Like I said, like I, the person I ended a relationship with, it's been like over for literally almost two months, but it's just like, just up until like recently, he's still contacting me. Like, you know, it can take a long time to unravel that piece. Do you think you should like end things, cut it off? Or do you think there's a way to end things? And cause on the flip side, I have exes who we are still cool and truly are friends, um, you know, and just cordial, but there's not any um, that like emotional pool. um, And there's a true understanding that it's a friendship and not anything else. I think if there's still an emotional pool there that you've got to let go. Yeah. You've got to move on. And learn what that, that lesson was to be able to say thank you next. As long as you're still in contact with them and you are still emotionally connected, you're never going to be able to move on. Yeah. You may think that you're able to, but you're not You're not really. And I think that's, that's what happened to me in the beginning when I kept trying to break, break things off. I'll always be like, okay, if this don't happen, I'm breaking it off. But then, you know, he'd come back with this thing and I'd be like, okay, I forgive you or I'm sorry. And then I would be like, okay, if this don't happen, then I'm mm-hmm. breaking it off because I was still emotionally connected to him. I was still letting him manipulate the situation. Yeah. And it wasn't until I changed his name in the phone. Um, <laughs> here I go letting y'all know too much information. I know. We just need a retitle of this podcast to Toya and Renee spill the tea. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I changed his name in the phone to Selfish Liar. So I hope he's listening because he'll know who he is. Um, and it's basically for me not to call him. For me, right. when he calls, why do I want to speak to somebody that is a selfish liar? Why? You don't. I need to break those emotional ties so that I can move on and move forward to what um, is next for me. I've learned what my lesson is. I've, I understand that now. Mm-hmm. I know what my purpose was for him. It's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. I'm trying to think of, you talked about a professional situation, and I'm trying to think of those two. I mean, I guess I would say um, when I left my corporate career at the railroad, I definitely feel like it was a thank you next. 
And I did not leave bitter at all. As a matter of fact, I often share, I know I talked about it in my book and I tell people even now, I am so grateful for the opportunities at my, I was there for 11 years. I mean, it got, because of the railroad, I moved to Chicago. I met you. I, you know, I definitely think I would not be where I am today for that company. They got me, uh, helped me to get my MBA, you know, with their tuition reimbursement program. I traveled the world and I gained so much experience that now in my position being in management that I definitely can like relay back to um, training and development that I received at that company. And so I moved on from that company, but it definitely was a thank you next. And like I said, it taught me what I did not want because ultimately I knew I didn't see a future. So it's in this way, it's very similar, like a breakup. I did not see myself going further at that company. I had got to a place to where I did not see myself going past this position. I didn't want to be nobody's VP. I didn't want to move up the corporate ladder. And I also started, you know, being pulled in the direction of writing and social media. And I felt like that was the purpose God had for me. And so I moved on. And um, I'm so grateful for my ex (laughs) career. (laughs) And uh, so you do, you have to find a way, you know, and I even think about um, from an entrepreneurial perspective, clients, I have both had to fire clients and I have had a client fire me, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's that same thing of like, okay. I needed this to happen, right? One time, you know, I was fired and it was very early on in my freelance career. And there were a lot of lessons that I learned from that. Like, okay, Toya, yeah, you weren't on top of these things. You you weren't turning in deliverables on time. You know, why are you surprised they decided to go in a different direction or heavily critique things, right? Um, and I always said that, like, now it's just something for me to learn what to do now on the next opportunity, right? So it's like that next opportunity, how can I make sure that I'm getting deliverables on time? What systems do I need to set up? What process do I need to establish? Do I need to hire a subcontractor to help if I'm not able to get things done, right? Because from all of those things, you learn something. Absolutely. And I think whether it's good, whether the situation is good or bad, professionally or personally, Um, you definitely need to be able to take something from it so that you can say thank you next. Exactly. So now it's time for you all to chime in and share with us. Have you had a situation where when your relationship ended or your job ended or you made a decision to move on from something that you found yourself being a lot more grateful than you thought that you were surprised that it was more of a thank you next situation. We want to hear all about it. As you know, you can chime in on social media, use the hashtag beauties banter to follow along the conversation. And you can email us at beautiesandbanter at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear how you've been enjoying um, some of the products from our sponsors you've been checking out, um, how you feel about some of the recent podcasts. So shout out to all of our Instagram followers for all of your 
comments and engagement throughout the week. And yeah, so be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and share this on social media. Anything else, Renee? You have summed it up brilliantly. <laughs> well, thank you, friend. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>